Ahoy, and welcome to the Open Journal Blogcast. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma and support, and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, education, starting conversations, and looking at some of the tools that support our well-being as well. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you you're not alone out there. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so Mm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to the podcast, the newly rebranded Open Journal broadcast, and to episode 192. I hope you're having a great week out there, I hope things are going well for you. Today's episode is going to be a slightly shorter one, uh, because this week is World Suicide Prevention Day, and last week's episode we we spent a lot of time talking about uh, crisis level conversations about the kind of suicidal thinking suicidal uh, actions and and suicide prevention so this week there's a couple of talking points there's a few things that I'd really like to mention but there isn't kind of going to be a full episode this week because I'd really just like to encourage you to essentially go back and, and listen to to last week's episode um it's we've had a few new guests recently and it's been nice to to sit down and talk to them and hear their own insights and their own experiences um and i think more and more i've started to find that actually we we do have different preferences uh, and we do have different ways of, of talking about things of studying of reviewing things um of having preferences about how we have these conversations and I think that's why it's so much, why it's so important that we have more of them, um, so that we're not just exposed to the same three people that agree with us that think the same way. Um, you're not really going to change or grow if if that's what you spend your time doing. I don't think. Um, that said, obviously it's really important to to have that support network and that structure that you feel confident and comfortable within. Um, so there is, there is a balance to have there and naturally we are going to want to spend more of our time with those people that um, think similarly to us but I do think it's really important to to have those insights so if you haven't had conversations that have involved that kind of crisis level support or discussion um, I think last week's episode is a really really valuable one 
Um, so huge thank you again to Janetta for coming on to the podcast. And there's a couple of points where we maybe have slightly different opinions, but I think for the most part, um, we are we are encouraging. As I think Mark recently when he came on, um, we spoke a lot about education, um, and seems to be kind of you know that it's that reoccurring theme um, of something that needs to to change and evolve. But yes, so in this in this brief episode, I wanted to draw our attention a little bit to World Suicide Prevention Day, which is Thursday this week. Um, so it's the 10th of September. So if you are if you're listening to this episode before Thursday the 10th, um, then do look out on Thursday. If you're listening afterwards, uh, then maybe go online, have a look, because there will be a range of different information support signposting happening around thursday uh where you'll be signposted it to hopefully some conversation starting activities um some awareness raising and hopefully a little bit more as well including where you can access resources and support either for yourself or for someone else that might be in need but i do have a little bit of a i would very much not call this a script but i do have some notes which is a little bit more than i would usually have so um i just want to go through some of this and introduce some of those these talking points because i think it's um it's not always picked up on it's not always mentioned or, or kind of covered here that um currently annually suicide is among the leading causes of death globally and that's for people of all ages so at the moment we're seeing uh, obviously a real focus in on men's mental health um, on male suicide and that is really really important however um, it is a, a leading cause of death for people of all genders so males females those that are transitioning mid-transition um, or that don't identify as a particular gender so it's really important for everyone and when we say a leading cause of death i do have a number here it's responsible for over 800,000 deaths each year which equates to one person every 40 seconds and i i think i remember this morning maybe last year or the year before doing a campaign um where they drew attention to um I think it was a certain number of people where they had maybe um, the kind of the life representation, I don't know, uh, mannequins in a certain position. Uh, so there, there are campaigns, there are um, times when this number is, is focused on. Um, and there are some really, really awesome campaigns. I, I would like to, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to mention them all. Uh, but I have seen um, starting up again, is um the uh oh it's the the guys that do the walking to different football stadiums whose name has now escaped me um i think are they uh walk and talk uh male mental health um so you can find information about them i think they're just under at walk and talk mmh um so those guys have really focused in on on male conversations and i think they do the kind of they walk from one football stadium to another football stadium and the idea is that during that time they have some of these conversations uh and really drawing on that in the last couple of years we've seen a huge push from um 
particularly I would say uh, male football uh, players uh, and coaches we've seen a lot of involvement with the royal family uh, and with Gareth Southgate current England manager focusing in on kind of men's mental health and talking about that as well Um, and some really important work I would say um, also that's kind of been introduced um, with the inclusion of people like Raheem Sterling and Danny Rose where we're looking at racism and the effect that that can have on people's mental health as well Um, so this this work has increased in the last few years there is more happening Um, but we are still in a situation where where so many people are losing their own lives Um, importantly as well is the fact that every life lost means that there's a potentially a partner a child a parent a friend a colleague that's affected by that as well and i think at the moment this is often approached in regards to maybe trying to make someone kind of guilt tripped into it's really bad that you're thinking about taking your own life because think of all this uh think of all the effect that it's going to have for your for your children or your family or whoever um and again this is a personal opinion but i think that's not really the best way into that conversation um i think actually what we should be looking at more is um talking about discussing and signposting to the support available for people um, who have lost someone to suicide and that in promoting that people will become aware of of the impacts but i often think it's used as more of a guilt trip rather than an opportunity to actually support people who are already in this situation um i think only yesterday i I remember reading something um on uh i think it was on twitter and it was through one of the um uh red hair day related uh festival posts but they mentioned that um there was someone that had uh, a young person with with red hair with ginger hair had experienced a lot of bullying at a young age and had considered taking their own life um and their their parent or their carer was completely unaware of any support at all for someone who was kind of the person that's around the person struggling um and i think that's a, a really important area that is still kind of being missed off is i don't see that being spoken about widely um kind of being the 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 partner of the family member of the friend of the relation of um someone that that is struggling or that has taken their own life um so i think that's a really important area to to mention to provide some focus on as well um and to be completely honest i mean i i know of kind of local support in my area um but nationally i don't think i see too much i would make the assumption that places like um kind of mind samaritans uh young minds uh and kind of places along those lines i think will be able to provide some support for the most part though i think i would signpost to papyrus who from my understanding started off as parents of children that have struggled um so i think that would probably be my main area to look for but like i say otherwise i'm not really aware of that area of particular focus so that might be something that is also worth looking into if if you think that would be useful uh and then a couple of things so 
I don't want to spend too much time on this because I'm worried that this probably comes up in a lot of the conversations I have on the podcast. Um, but there is a difference and there is an importance in raising awareness and kind of raising our education. So raising awareness, I, th- I, I do think is still hugely important because there are people struggling for, for the very first time that are engaging in conversations for the very first time. Um, and fortunately... I and many of you are in the situation or the position where we have engaged in these conversations. We have accessed some form of support, however long we've waited for it. Uh, but we have accessed some support. We are um, still learning and still finding out preferences and, and best ways to do this. Um, but we have had conversations and I think it's often really easy to overlook or uh, those people having this for the first time it's often easy I think to make that assumption that everyone in it is in the same position that we are that we are ready to have this conversation that I can sit down and talk to you now that um, we can do that fairly openly but there are some people that are experiencing this as I say for the very first time they're still struggling at work or in school or at college um, they are working out what exactly is this that I'm feeling and I don't really know I don't have the words I haven't spoken to anyone about this while I've been struggling for the last three or four months um, so I do think raising awareness is still hugely important that said there is also as I say so many of us now that have, have had these conversations that are involved uh, in some way in those conversations with access services um, but what is next for us? These people that say we've raised our level of awareness, well, they need to. What now? That's education. That is learning about other illnesses, other symptoms. It's learning about how to support people that might be struggling. It's learning better ways to manage and to cope with our own mental health uh, illnesses or symptoms. It's learning and being proactive in the way that we talk about mental health for me that is that mental health is not just a negative thing it isn't just about symptoms and illnesses it's about those really proactive positive things as well it's about when I go for a run each week it's about when I try to go for a walk probably once a week as well it's (laughs) it's about trying to find those happy moments it's about sitting down and stroking the cat those are positive things that are part of my mental health that are part of my well-being and so when I talk about mental health I try to include those as part of the conversation it is not just mental health is about struggle and illness and there's a lot of there's a lot of learning to do I, I think for me a huge part of my learning has come from the conversations that I've had here on on the podcast with people coming on and so kindly sharing their own experiences and their own insights to both their their mental health illnesses their struggles but also some of their really really amazing successes as well and it's been amazing to hear about that from them to learn about some of those illnesses some of those symptoms but also to hear about some of the really cool well-being tools that people are using to hear about some of the activities, the projects and the campaigns that people are involved with in. Um, and that has really supported my awareness, my education and my ability to 
talk and to understand to a greater extent some of the things that people are experiencing and then we have kind of um some of the information that is coming out at the moment around suicide and i think it's really important to recognize that we are in a very difficult time um in probably in our lives in the country across the world with so many different things happening around um, other aspects of our health as well but there is information that you can find um to to raise your understanding to get greater insight to understand some of the numbers that are being used as well when we talk about suicide so i've mentioned some already um, and there's some really great information on the samaritans website so samaritans.org um, where you can find out about um, how the numbers are found are researched and put together um I would also say I think in line with this is that I've started to see this year some information around um, suicide numbers increasing Um, and I think it's really important to mention as part of that um, that the way uh, the way suicides are recorded by a coroner has has changed in the last couple of years Um, so in the past I think they had to be able to tick like two or three different things on a death certificate to say um, this person died by suicide however that's changing now to one or two things so i'm not 100 percent sure on that but it's the the um the burden of proof has lessened slightly um so we are going to probably i would say see those those suicide numbers increase now it's really important i think to mention this because i think it's part of the reason those numbers are increasing is because the burden of proof has changed so it's not necessarily the case that more people are dying by suicide um it's that the way that's recorded has changed so it might have been that the numbers were higher five years ago ten years ago um but because of the way they recorded they wouldn't have been recorded as suicides so I think that's really important because I do imagine we're going to see later this week with the attention on suicide there are going to be bits of information that say look the numbers are going up more people are are dying this way um, and maybe they are but I do think that's an important um, point to to mention when we're having this discussion so I've mentioned their Samaritans obviously um, an amazing resource for so many people to provide that um, crisis hotline but importantly it's not just a it's not just a crisis hotline they're there all the time so if you are struggling with a range of different things uh and symptoms they're there for you to call as well but linked into this i really want to mention um two places that i think are doing some really really amazing work um and those are the stop suicide campaign that is uh kind of led or managed by um cpsl mind and they are doing some absolutely amazing work with that and also the Zero Suicide Alliance. So I'm just going to have a little bit of... Uh, just bump my nose on the microphone. Um, I'd just like to introduce you to, to some of the work that they do. Uh, and we have uh, have mentioned these before. So you might have been aware that the, the Stop Suicide campaign that's run um by cpsl mind and i was delighted to be involved with the with the launch of that as well so obviously a little 
maybe a little bit biased as to the importance of that project um but doing some really amazing stuff and they are also sharing some information this thursday particularly around uh male mental health uh and kind of those male uh led conversations about um suicidal thinking as well so some really important and useful resources being shared from them um but also the zero suicide alliance where um there's information about well just it's it's focused in on a different way of thinking and of of not accepting a certain level percentage or number of suicides which is often a way um as a society we we focus in on oh there have been this number of suicides and wouldn't it be great if we can reduce that by 10 percent or 20 percent um but the the zero suicide alliance their message is that by doing that you are saying there is a certain level or a certain number of suicides that you are accepting and are comfortable with um so it's a really important message it's a really important campaign and the work they do is is really interesting and really important um so you can check those guys out and on their website you can also access some free training as well um which takes sort of 20 to 40 minutes to run through you get a few different scenarios of people in quite difficult uh situations that are potentially considering um suicide or or elements of self-harm um so it runs you through and you can have the option to to choose different actions to take um and it will support you and guide you through um what actions may be best to to do and i think that's where we're looking at that education side of going now now what what's next what can we do um there's been some really cool courses um i've done in the last month that have been through um uk coaching so they're sports sports focused um mental health related conversations um so it's recognizing it in um athletes in players in fellow coaches and volunteers that might be around a sports club and it was really interesting to um take part in that training because uh there were two courses that i did so one of them was uh really focused in on i think it's about three hours of of mental health in sport and the other course was about five pillars so it involved oh dear here we go trying to remember uh so mental health and well-being were two of those pillars but it also involved uh diversity uh inclusion and i think separately there was another i don't know it might have been disability but i'm not sure if it was but there were five very important pillars of which I remember four. Um, but <laughs> uh, for me, that's that side of education where I've come in because I'm really interested in the mental health and the well-being. Um, but um, it's also drawn my attention and I am kind of now have greater information around that kind of diversity and inclusion side of of sport, how it um how that environment currently is but also some of the work that can and should be done to improve that situation as well so a really nice tie in i think to to that side of education of of being aware of those different things as well when we're speaking about education i think it's also really important to mention that the importance of um those first-hand accounts i think they really bring that in that's uh, one of the reasons uh why the podcast involves so many people coming on and sharing their stories because i think there's so much to be learnt from um first hand accounts first hand experiences 
of people that have had certain thoughts, feelings, struggles, um, and those positive experiences as well, obviously. Um, But hearing those firsthand, I think, is really important. And, And being able to take into account that this is what this person experiences it won't be the same for somebody else there might be overlaps there might be similarities um, but it won't be completely the same and I think until you hear people's stories and people's journeys I think that's hard to accept sometimes when you're just reading material from a book or a website it's hard to understand why each situation each case each person um, is different but I think that comes through so much more when you're hearing someone's personal story uh and some of you will have seen um earlier this week um Cara Lizette also from Cara's Corner um speaking on was it BBC News Sky News I think it was Sky News um about the effect the pandemic has had on people uh with mental health struggles but particularly those people that are experiencing um eating disorders so really important to hear that insight from someone about their um, their current experience, uh, how they are experiencing both their illness, the symptoms and accessing a service as well. So I'd like to move on because I have suddenly glanced at the clock and realised the time. As always, those um, expectations of a 15 minute recording have uh, quickly rolled up to almost half an hour. Um, so there are a couple of bits that I wanted to to kind of round up uh, this episode on. And that's talking about the things that you can do. And I think, um, as a little reminder ping there, that I haven't muted the laptop, uh, that when we talk about things that you can do, these are opportunities to get involved. And I really would like to encourage people to do as much as you can do. But it's also really important to not put too much pressure on yourself and recognize and realize there are going to be times when it's not the best opportunity for you to interact with someone you might not be the best person um they might not want to talk to you particularly um so it's it's not always going to be a successful interaction um for for many different reasons but i think the more we can encourage and support people and educate people Um, hopefully we increase the opportunities for those interactions to happen Um, so we've mentioned that there is that that side of suicide really does affect everybody it's something that could be affecting someone right now it could be affecting you your friend your family member someone you work with uh, a neighbor um, that might be struggling privately so I think having those really open conversations with people when you're able to is really important if you're able to provide that space where it's maybe one-to-one or a small really really small group of people so sort of three or four um that can help provide someone with the opportunity to to open up or disclose something they might be struggling with i think also um for me being able to to be alongside someone rather than face-to-face is a really big thing um so walking running um doing something practical uh where the focus is on on what you're doing rather than what you're saying can really be a beneficial thing and i think this is quite a common point particularly for males um that the if the focus is on we are i don't know we're typing something we're writing something we are i don't know fixing something um there is that distraction of we're looking at and focusing in on the thing we're doing 
and it draws our attention away from um, what we're saying a little bit uh, and that can really help with with some people also making sure that people feel that it's okay and um, it's important to contact their GP or the Samaritans or a range of other services or support if they need to um, and, and kind of I guess re-educating ourselves it's not about getting to crisis point before we ask for support or we access something it's about trying to be proactive with that if you're noticing that there is a symptom that there is um, a part of your life that you are struggling with that you look at um, research or try and find some support that you're able to access at that stage I think I would include myself in saying that most of the time we try to carry on and muddle through and I still do this <laughs> um, but it's trying to encourage people to access support at that early stage um, before those those symptoms and those little niggles that you've got kind of build up and become a, a critical point uh, in regards to conversations as well I think uh, we've spoken about education and training in a, a couple of different examples as to how those conversations can go well or how you can be more confident um, or more skilled in them but I also think it's really really important to mention anyone at any stage can have these conversations having uh, like a three-hour training session on I don't know suicidal conversations or uh supporting someone with their mental health or whatever your course is called um that gives you yes okay maybe a qualification if it's a really important course that's accredited it might give you a certificate hopefully it gives you some added skills and confidence um but you could have had a conversation before you went on that course um you could have supported someone um so i think it's really important that we don't think oh these conversations are only for people with training or with certificates or with qualifications those are the people that you need to go and talk to um anyone can engage in this conversation at the beginning anyone can ask how their friend or family member is doing and listen that's the main thing just listen um if someone needs more support more information more guidance uh to access a service yes they are going to go to an expert a professional a practitioner they're going to receive that service from them they're not going to expect that from you what we can offer as a society as friends as family members as colleagues as acquaintances is that listening ear we can listen we can ask how are you and really mean it and give that person time to answer hopefully uh, this episode has kind of given us a, a chance to reflect a little bit on the importance of those conversations on uh, crisis level conversations on suicide suicide prevention a bit of information I've definitely waffled way longer than expected this 10 minute episode has become half an hour um, but yes as I said at the beginning this is a not as short as planned but shorter episode um, and I would really encourage you if possible if you feel happy and safe to to listen to the previous episode with Jeanette where we do talk through her experience with um, losing a family member to suicide but also having her own suicidal thoughts and ideations as well so I think a really important episode um, and yeah just absolutely delighted to have been able to have that conversation with Jeanette so again a huge thank you to her 
thank you guys for continuing to support the podcast and for listening into um, these important conversations i'm really hoping that we can um, have an episode soon we are coming up to um, i think it's world podcast day or something similar to that um, where um, i'm basically planning to do a bit of signposting to some other podcasts that talk about mental health and well-being so hopefully i can share that with you um i've forgotten when world podcast day is uh later this month or next month or whenever that is um so look out for that because i think it's um really important and really cool that there are so many different um podcasts now that focus in on, on mental health and different aspects of that so i look forward to bringing that to you too soon um and as always if you're interested in coming onto the podcast yourself you can find information on the website which is now openjournalbc.com uh, so bc as in podcast um podcast is a long title so yeah shorten to bc for the website um all of the social media links and things have now changed as well so they are now um at openjournalbc as well So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Hope you found it useful and insightful. Please do feel free to go and check out some of those links that I've mentioned, but also find and share your own as well. I hope you have a great day and please do interact, share, read and find out about the information that will be shared later this week as part of World Suicide Prevention Day. Thank you so much. Look after yourselves and I'll see you next week. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. And the suicidal thoughts were bad. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I don't think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it.